You are listening to Hands at Work Audio. This is Going Deeper, episode 16 from October 10th, 2014. Mark Tamora is sharing from the Hub in South Africa. His message is about the church. Now, we could talk for a long time about the church. Um, and what I want to share this morning is nothing that hasn't been said before uh, in lots of different places, in lots of different ways, and particularly here among us as hands. But we keep telling our story. We keep reminding ourselves of what it is that we're involved in here. Um, it helps to shape us. It helps to set the rhythm of the community, uh, uh, of the community life that we live here. And so this morning I wanted to um, share a bit of why. Why the church? Why is the church so central to what we do? And if, of course our vision uh, is that the local church in Africa will effectively care for the most vulnerable and to be partnered in that with the church outside of Africa, with the church outside of those communities where that brokenness is. Um, and so why the church? It, it didn't have to be that way. There's a lot of Christian NGOs that don't have such a strong focus on the church, and they do great work. Um, but for us, why, why the church? Um, we say sometimes that it's strategic, right? Across Africa, there is, the church is there, and it has an infrastructure to it. You know, and so in that sense, it, it's strategic. There's a network of churches around the world. It's incredible when you start tracing links and who knows who uh, through church networks, and, and it allows us to, to speak out on, on behalf of those who have no voice. It allows us to connect with churches and, and connect them with the work here. Um, and all of that's good, but of course the church also comes with a whole lot of baggage as well. right? Our churches are broken. Whether they're churches in the community or churches back home, our churches are broken. There's rifts in leadership. There's relationships that are broken down. Um, there's all types of theologies out there. And t- to have a people come together and agree on something is very difficult. Um, we're distracted by so many things in the church. And so as much as there's a, uh, there's, there's a strategic good to the church, there's also this great baggage that comes along with it that we have to deal with. So then why the church? Um, and I guess to, to answer that question, we have to remember that hands didn't start. Um, when George and Carolyn um, had the vision uh, for hands, it didn't start with lo- wanting to care for the needy. Um, it didn't start with a passion for the church. What it started with was a longing after God's heart, a, a deep experience of, of a God who loved them, who was saving them, who was redeeming them, and longing after that heart, following after that heart, that, that's what's led um, into, into starting hands. And so we have to understand what's God's heart. And of course, now this is a huge topic. We could talk for a long time on this alone. But of course we know that, that certain elements of it are, are quite evident. Right Throughout Scripture, we see that God's heart is for the broken. It's for the oppressed, it's for the poor, it's for the forgotten, the lonely, um, those who are struggling. Um, God's heart is one of generosity. He's the God who created us. He's the God who is saving us, who's redeeming us, who's working among us. And God's heart is for his people. Right? God has um, chosen to reveal himself through his people. 
uh, I sometimes wonder why that's the case um, when I look at maybe myself, uh, maybe others. Um, but it's, but that's, that's what we're, that's, that's the whole story of Scripture is the way that God is revealing himself through people, choosing Abraham, choosing Israel uh, to witness uh, to, to this God. Um, through Christ and through Christ, through the church, to witness to who this God is. God reveals himself through his people. <clears throat> and so God's heart is for the broken. And the way that God choose to, chooses um, to show that heart is through his people. And he identifies so closely with his people. He, he identifies so closely with, um, with, uh, with the church that he uses such intimate terms. He calls us his body. You, you, I cannot get more close than my body. Right? He calls us his bride. Um, that close intimacy, that unity, it's an incredible thing just to take a moment and to dwell on. That's where we find ourselves. That's where we find ourselves this morning. That's what's special about this morning. Um, it's not that we come here and have an individual experience of God. It's that we come here and we share we share in Christ. It's not that God doesn't also meet us on an individual basis, but it, doesn't, it never ends there. Um, he calls us into a unity. And so this is where God's heart is. This is the way in which God works. And so his hands, that's what we're trying to respond to. And so as I, as I said, it's, we're not called as individuals. Um, we may be individually called. We are called by name, but we're not called as individuals. We're called as a people. In the beginning of Ephesians 4, it says, I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. This is the unity that we're being called in. The different theologies, the different experiences, the different ideas of who God is, what our place in the world is, it finds a unity in being called into this body of Christ. It's in the church that we're called to grow and to mature. We're saved, but we're, we're saved to grow and to mature into the likeness of Christ. And there's a great encouragement in this, right? We're not alone. Um, but of course, there's a great challenge in this, and in that we have, to, we have to do this with other people. We're not the center of it. And relationships are tough, aren't they? Um, I don't get to control a relationship in a way that I want to. I have to be vulnerable in a relationship. And particularly where there are differences. And as I've said, that, and as you guys well know, in the, in the body of Christ, there are countless differences that, that separate us. Um, in that context, how do we find a unity? Um, it's, it's, it's a difficult thing to think through. Um, so why the church? Well, of course, we know that this is the vehicle that God has chosen to reveal himself to the world. And we read later on in Ephesians, in Ephesians 5, and we read this last week. Um, and I'll, I'll read it out of the message. It says, watch what God does and then do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. Mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. 
His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that. Don't allow love to turn into lust, setting off a downhill slide into sexual promiscuity, filthy practices, or bullying greed. Though some tongues just love the taste of gossip, Christians have better uses for language than that. Don't talk dirty or silly. That kind of talk doesn't fit our style. Thanksgiving is our dialect. Be careful, be careful then, how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Don't drink too much wine, that cheapens your life. Drink the Spirit of God, huge drafts of Him. Sing hymns instead of drinking songs. Sing songs from your heart to Christ. Sing praises over everything. Any excuse for a song to God. The Father, any excuse for a song to God, the Father in the name of our Master, Jesus Christ. So we see in Ephesians here this imploring us to love, and then this imploring us to worship. And so what we're called to in the work that we do is always this twofold thing this love and this worship. So what does it mean to love? Well, love, when we think of the word love, of course we come up with all types of images, right? Hollywood gives us a certain picture of love. Um, We've had all experience of love, some of them good experiences, some of them really harmful experiences. We come with that baggage as well. Um, And so what we want to, why we find it important to link the church in with this work that we're called out uh, called out in is because the love that the love that God has for us is is practical right it's lived out love it's not a theoretical concept it's not something that we just talk about here keep in our hearts and carry on our, our life as we normally would the love that we have for one another the love that God has for us the love that we grow for ourselves in the way that God loves us these are things that are transformative so it's as we, it's in the work that we do, as much as it is about going and caring and ensuring that people um, have what they need to, to survive, have, have what they need to grow and develop, um, the food, health, education, as much as it's about that, it's much more about being a part of the transforming work that God is a part of, this transforming love that God is working in and through his church. But it has to be practical. It has to be worked out. And it needs a complete reworking of our imagination of what it means to be practical. Practical means play to food sometimes. It means an education. And of course, that's part of it. But it also means a deep investment of us day to day in that process of loving. So of course, when we ask this question of what is love, how do we, in, how do we participate in the love of God? How do we participate in loving others? How do, we, how do we learn to love ourselves as God loves us? These are huge questions, right? But these questions help to frame the work that we do in the community. These are questions that we have to bring with us. And, the re- and why it's important to bring these with us 
is because we're called in and through the lives that we're working um, to, be, to be transformed. As I said, the church is the place that we grow and mature into the likeness of Christ. <clears throat> it's in working out, it's in wrestling through these questions that we have our idea of who God is, our idea of who we are, completely transformed. Um, I read something this week that, that I've been reflecting on, and it's this idea of transformation from a place where in, as we look out at the world and as we experience our lives and we feel loneliness and we look out and we see brokenness and we feel God being at such a far distance from us and it can so easily feel like God is hiding from us. I've felt that way. I think all of us know what that means, what that feels like. God, why aren't you revealing yourself in this moment? Why are you allowing this to happen? Why do things need to be like this? And those are good questions to sit and to dwell and to pray on. Those questions are real. We can't deny those questions. They exist. They're in our hearts. But the way that I think in that is to think of God as far off and distant. And am I willing to be opened um, by, the, by what I read in Ephesians 5 about a love and what, I le- what you can read all through Scripture about a love that is close and that's near? Can I start to be transformed through that process um, to understand that it's not God who's far off and hiding from me, but it's a God um, who is close to me that in so many ways, through, for many different reasons, I'm hiding from. And to approach it not so much as a lament to God of why are you so far off, but an honest questioning and an honest wrestling with God, why am I hiding from you? And it helps to switch my, my perspective there in slow ways in order to, to learn what it is to experience God in the here and now in the present. Not some far off future that I'm promised, but in the here and now. And it's as we walk in the community that we experience that. It's as we go and visit homes, as we connect with children, as we sit there and we don't have the answer. We sit there in the, in, in, the, in the pain and the suffering that they're experiencing, in the loneliness and the brokenness. We sit there not hopeful because we have the answer, but hopeful because there's a God who loves them, who's there in that moment, who we are called to also meet in that moment. And it's in that process that God is transforming us as individuals, us as the church, And he's reaching out, his body is reaching out to those who are closest to his heart. And so that's that's that participation in love. That's what we have each and every day. It's participating in that love. And to participate means to be open to being transformed. It means to be open to seeing things in a way different than what we have currently. It's that hope that we're promised. What does it mean for God to be faithful? It means for us to be open well, well, I don't know, but, it, but part of that is, is, is um, being open to God's faithfulness, being open to the way that God loves us today, not knowing what the future will necessarily hold. So that healing of our image of God, healing of our image of what we have of other people, and healing of our own image is intimately connected um, with, with the work that we do um, as members of the church, and of course, worship. 
Worship is what defines the, the, the church, right? Worship being not about what it is that we can go and do for Christ, but what it is that God's doing in and through us uh, and in and through his body. And so not living, trying to live up to some standard that's out there, but rather to experience worship as God working in and through us. As we sing this morning, as we sing on a Monday morning, as we come together on a Wednesday morning to share as a small group, as we come together on a Friday morning to again worship, pray, and share. <clears throat> it's that experience of, of what it is that God is wanting to do in and through us and releasing that pressure that we feel to do this and this and this and this for God. And so why is the church so important to what it is that we do? Well, it's because it's, what God, it's what's so important to God. It's what God has chosen. But he's chosen it because it's the place that we can grow. It's the place we can mature. It's the place we can experience love. That isn't always the case. It's our responsibility to, to steward this church, this body well as well. This is our season to do that. As we move to the end of the year, we've talked a lot about how this is a time where we're tired, where we're pushing to the last, the last few weeks. It's in these moments where these principles become all the more important. To love, to worship, to, to be centered upon these things. To not be so busy about what it is that I can do um, for, for God, but rather to experience in this season, in the stress and in the... Um, in the weakness that we feel to experience what it is that God can do in and through us. Thank you for joining us. www.handsatwork.org